What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew. And welcome back to Founders Journal, my daily audio diary made public for the world, where every day I will give you, the listener, a backstage pass into building Morning Brew to help you think better in order to build better. And today we are talking about why it's okay to not be contrarian sometimes. Let's hop into it. So I think that generally professionals love the idea of being contrarians. I see this talked about on Twitter a lot, uh, how you know having contrarian views is really important. And I, I believe there's the, you know, the famous Peter Thiel line where he talks about one of his favorite interview questions is to ask someone, what is a strongly held belief that you have that goes against consensus that you believe really strongly in? And while I think that having a contrarian view and thinking about the contrarian view is really important, I don't think it is always the most suitable perspective to have in a business. At the end of the day, everyone wants to be Babe Ruth in their career. Everyone wants to be the person who calls a home run to center field before hitting the home run. But at the end of the day, not everyone is Babe Ruth and not every decision you make in a business should be a home run call. And I, what I want to talk about in this episode is how sometimes the most obvious, logical, and best decisions to make are the singles and doubles in baseball, not the home run swing. And so here's how it goes. I've been asked a lot over the years within Morning Brew, where should Morning Brew be placing bets outside of email? You know, once your business gets to a certain size in media, you're always asked for kind of like your bets, your hot takes on the industry, where's the puck going? And the initial reaction that a lot of people have to that question is they expect that I will pick some super early, super contrarian platform to build an audience on. They want me to make, you know, the call of Twitter back in 20, 2008 or the call of TikTok in 2016 or Clubhouse in 2020. But it's my view that at the end of the day, some of your best decisions will be your most obvious and least contrarian decisions. And so I'm going to talk about this in the, in the context of media, but what I would implore you as a manager, a founder, a professional to think about is how much you feel the pressure to have to have contrarian views, but also how you tread this very careful line of when to be contrarian, when to have differing views versus when to make the obvious choice, but oftentimes will be the right choice. And so when I get this question of, if you could pick one place to start building a content empire other than email, where would it be? My unequivocal answer is YouTube. And people look at me and they're like, what are you talking about YouTube? It's, you know, you're, you're not thinking about TikTok. You're not thinking about Discord. You're not thinking about creating a, a bot for uh, Morning Brew to be sent through Slack, especially with the recent acquisition. And my answer is no. And at the end of the day, YouTube has been around for so long, right? They had their first piece of content uploaded to the platform 15 years ago. They're owned by one of the largest companies in the world. But it's my view that, and it may come to a shock as a shock to many of you, but my view is in media, sometimes the oldest platforms are the best platforms to build your empire on. And for YouTube, my attraction is simple. It's the best platform on the internet to get fully rewarded for creating great and consistent content. For starters, because it's been around for so long, it is the most mature in taking care of its creators. It has some of the most established user tools. If you are 
a creator on YouTube's platform. So everything from sharing so that your viewers can share your viewers, your videos outside of YouTube to discovery. So people can search in the platform and hopefully find your videos to monetization, where if you build up an audience on the platform, you have the ability to use YouTube's tools to make money off of your audience. And also don't forget, YouTube has one of the largest built-in audiences in the world. Because it's been around for such a long period of time, YouTube also has a clear playbook for success that amplifies correctly categorized niche content. It amplifies consistent posting. It amplifies strong content engagement. And we've seen the playbook for YouTube pulled off time and time again by great creators on the platform. You have Graham Stefan in the world of personal finance. You have Mr. Beast in the world of stunts and pranks. You have, uh, you know, David Dobrik in the world of just like what I would say is like authentic voyeurism and just like a day in the life of a normal person to TED and TED Talks, which is all around inspiration and career development. And finally, the reason I am so excited and bullish on YouTube is it is the best place to create your hub for multimedia content. By multimedia, I mean audio and video, where you can put your longest piece of content on the platform, benefit from all the discovery tools that allow people to find your longest piece of content. But then you can take this one piece of long content. So let's use the example of Business Casual, posting our 40-minute episodes on the platform, optimizing it to be found on YouTube, but it's then taking bits and pieces of the show to redistribute on any other platform that welcomes multimedia content. And when you think about what platforms welcome multimedia content, it's basically every platform, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, Snapchat, their uh, short form, you have you know YouTube shorts. And so to, to tie this up, this is very specific to media, but the approach of not always being forced into the position of contrarian and being okay with making decisions around not shiny, not new things, but the most effective things to build an audience, I think that is important for any entrepreneur or any business owner. And so what I'm going to leave with you, the listener, is when you think about your own career, your own company, think about all of the new things. Think about all the obvious things that you can make decisions about. And think about how much do you feel the pressure from your managers or from your coworkers to make decisions that are contrarian for the sake of being contrarian. And what I would urge you to do is not to discredit the value of thinking differently, coming up with original ideas and being a contrarian, but more importantly, understanding when to pick your spots, when it is the right time to be Babe Ruth calling home run shots, but also when it is the right time to hit singles and doubles and do things that you know will work. For everyone who's listening to Founders Journal, I'd love to hear from you. How much do you feel like you're going after the singles and doubles versus the home run shots? And how do you think about the importance you place on doing things that have a proven track record and not just being a contrarian? As always, thank you for listening to Founders Journal. Always appreciate my listeners' time. And I will catch you tomorrow. But for now, it is back to the two-day Morning Brew Senior Leadership Offsite. I literally just recorded this during uh, a 10-minute break during our offsite. So I'm going to pop back in there and I'll see you all tomorrow. Thanks so much for the time. Take it easy, everyone. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. 
It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.